Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of John today for part number three of The Miracle Has a Message. The miracle has a message. And uh, we've been looking at this crippled man, uh, this crippled man that uh, Jesus healed at the pool of Bethesda. And uh, I really have enjoyed this study. I hope you have as well. The Bible said in John chapter number five, and this uh, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to the to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And we know that Jesus asked him a question that would seem silly. Uh, Wilt thou be made whole? Of course he wanted to be made whole. But there's a reason Jesus asked it. We've been talking about how John uh teaches us that there's a, a message behind these miracles. And the first thing we looked at, if you've not already listened to the uh, podcast 212 and 213, I would tell you to go back and listen to those before you listen to this one because it lays the groundwork. But we've already talked about the desperation of this man. And then we talked on the last podcast about the decision of this man. But I want to look today at the deliverance of this man, the deliverance. Because in verse number eight, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now, this is a great miracle. This man is greatly, marvelously, wonderfully, supernaturally delivered. And it is a picture of salvation. He is a picture of a man coming to Christ. Not for the healing of the physical body, because Christ did not come to primarily heal physical bodies. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he got out of there quick in verse number 13, uh, got out of there quickly and and, um, and and secretly because the multitude was there. That's in verse 13. Now, you'd think that if the purpose for Jesus to come to the earth was to heal people, why didn't he stay? There's a multitude. There's a crowd of people that needed help, but he didn't stay. Why? Because Jesus didn't come to heal uh, our bodies. He came to heal our spirit, our spirit. He, he didn't come to heal. He would have stayed there and healed every person in the place. But he chose that man specifically and significantly as a sign, a miracle with a message. Now, what's the message? The message and the significance is about the healing of our spirit. The Bible said, and this corresponds greatly with Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created uh, in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, I love those verses. 
because clearly and concisely they tell us how to be saved. It's plain. It's practical. How do you, how do you get saved? Three prepositions. By grace, through faith, unto good works. Teaches us how to be saved. Teaches us how to be right with God. This old boy by the pool of Bethesda had been there 38 years. But we see him getting healed by grace, through faith, unto good works. Oh, yes. Because, see, he was saved by grace. He was totally disabled. He's impotent. He's without strength. He's paralyzed. He can't do anything for himself. And man, what a picture of you and I before we got saved. Totally unable by grace. In other words, if anything's going to get done, it's going to be have to be something outside of himself. That is illustrating the grace of God. That's the way salvation is. Salvation is not what we do for ourselves. It's what God, through Jesus Christ, does for us and in us and through us. So it's by grace that this man was saved. And then it was through faith. All this man had, all this man had after 38 years was the word of Jesus Christ. And it is enough. Because the Bible said Jesus spoke, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And at that moment, that man might not have even known who Jesus was, but there was something about the authority of his voice, the authority of his words, and something about, there's just something about how the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and brings the human heart alive. That pounding of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So you see by grace, through faith, unto good works. Now, I don't want to insult your intelligence, but I want to tell you what Jesus did not say. And I want you to hear this. Jesus did not say, walk, take up your bed, and rise. That's the opposite order. Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. He did not say, walk, take up thy bed, and rise. You know what the problem is with some folk that are religious and, and, and even some that are no longer religious. That, well, I tried that Christian life and it didn't work. You know why? A lot of folks try to walk before they rise. You've got to rise before you can walk. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 says, As ye have received the Lord, so walk ye in him. You've got to have the new birth. You've got to have the salvation experience. You cannot work out your salvation until God works it in. And until you've been saved, until you've had a miracle, so that you can become a miracle. Quit trying to live the Christian life. You can't live the Christian life. There's only one person that truly ever lived the Christ-like life, and that was Christ himself. The Christian life's not difficult. The Christian life's impossible. It's a miracle that I'm saved because I can't do anything. <laughs> to be a Christian. I'm saved by grace through faith unto good works. So you got to come to the Lord Jesus and hear him ask, wilt thou be made whole? And then when you give consent of your will to his word, you'll rise. That is the miracle. That is the miracle. That's the new birth. Then you can put away the bed. Then you can go walk. 
You can't get that thing in reverse. You've got to get it right. Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Too many of God's children teach or uh, think and treat salvation like um, salvation's the end. Salvation's the beginning. Salvation's not a finish line. It's a starting point. Salvation's not a landing spot. It's a launching pad. You see, when you go back to verse 1, 2, and 3 of Ephesians 2, you find the past guilt. In verse 4, 5, and 6, you find the present grace. In verse 7 through 10, you find the future glory. I love Philippians 2.13. God that works in you both to do, uh, both to will and do of his good pleasure. It is God that worketh in you. Christian life's more than some menial existence. It's a glorious adventure. And the Bible says it's his for his good pleasure. And so when you rise, take up your bed, then you walk unto good works. See, there's a lot of people that claim that they've risen and they've, they've even got them a list of rules and regulations. They're taking up their bed. But that true walk, what God planned and the Son purchased, the Spirit preserves. God works in us and through us. He works for us, the Trinity. He works in us, His workmanship, and He works through us unto good works. And it's in that order. And I'm telling you, we, we need to understand that. We've got such a self-centered, twisted mind about salvation. Salvation's not about me. Salvation's about what the Lord's done through me. And when you only think of salvation as a fire escape, you'll never get to the unto good works. But we are his workmanship. That word workmanship means we are his poetry. We are his poetry. It, 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 it means a poem. God's masterpiece. When someone writes a poem, it takes thought, it takes planning, it takes arrangement. And God is arranging your new life as a beautiful work of art. There's different stanzas. There's different meters. Some things seem to have no rhyme. Some things, to have, some things seem to have no reason. But when he works all of it together, one of these days the finished product of our salvation is going to make sense and it's going to be a beautiful masterpiece. My soul, I'm telling you, when I look at this uh, fella that experienced this miracle, this miracle of this uh, that has this message, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Full by grace, through faith, unto good works. Now, I want you to go out today, and I want you to be salt and light in this world. That's the unto good works part. God told you to rise, take up your bed. Now it's time to walk. Salt and light. This world is dirty and dark, needs illuminating, needs purifying. And God brought you up. He, he, he brought you up. You have risen. You've taken that bed up. Now go walk under good works. Be salt, be light. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose tomorrow? I'm going to get up. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to go out unto good works. I'm going to be salt and light in this world. The miracle has a message. His desperation, his decision, 
and his deliverance. I hope you enjoyed this study there of John chapter 5. And uh, don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. Until then, God bless you.